0: I'm Lisbon Versi, Brown County Agriculture Educator for UW Extension, and I'll be your moderator for today. On the panel is Brian Holmes, Emeritus Professor in the Biological Systems Engineering Department for UW-Madison and UW Extension, Randy Shaver, Dairy Nutrition Specialist for UW-Madison and UW Extension, and John Shutsky, Agricultural Engineering Specialist for UW-Madison and UW Extension. Now proper processing and storage are key to ensuring a high quality feed for dairy and other livestock. So today we will discuss ways you can tell how well you're doing with processing, packing and covering. So Brian could you tell us more about how producers can gauge how well they're doing?
1: Well people need to understand that oxygen is the enemy of silage. Following recommended, recommended practices help to minimize exposure during the filling process and uh, during storage so first of all you want to fill this, this silo as quickly as possible preferably less than a week cover the top forage with plastic if filling must be temporarily interrupted due to rain or uh, some other method of uh, slowing down your harvest line the walls with plastic a uh, bunker silos uh, leaving at least three feet of plastic to extend over the tops of the walls And then proper packing is important to exclude oxygen from the forage mass prior to fermentation and to minimize the porosity of the silage uh, produced. So porosity is a measure of the space between the forage particles. When the silo is open during the feed out, high porosity silage allows oxygen to penetrate the uh, silage quickly and uh, and to a greater depth than does low porosity silage. This exposes the silage to aerobic det- deterioration at a very high rate. Good packing is characterized by high density, low porosity silage. There have been several attempts to determine if forage is packed well enough while the packing process pr- processing is going on, <clears throat> but I haven't heard of anybody that has developed a successful method of doing this. Uh, there is a spreadsheet available that has been developed to help predict if the packing process is likely to achieve or exceed the recommended density of greater than 44 pounds of as-fed silage per cubic foot and a porosity of less than 40 percent. The spreadsheet is available on the UW Extension Team Forage Harvesting and Storage website. Uh, The spreadsheet allows a producer to enter uh, harvest rate, forage depth, packing layer thickness, number of packing tractors, and the weight of each packing tractor. The spreadsheet calculates an estimated density and a porosity you are likely to achieve. The nice thing about using a spreadsheet is that you can change some of the variables related to the packing process to see what the effect is going to be and make changes in the spreadsheet rather than actually making them in the field. So, once you've got your silage uh, properly packed, <clears throat> cover the pl- uh, forage with plastic as soon as the silo is full. Overlap the plastic at the joints by at least three feet. Uh, weight the plastic so it comes in complete contact with the forage using tires or tire sidewalls that touch each other or by using tarps and gravel fill bags spaced at about 10 foot intervals place extra weight at the joints and on silage piles seal the plastic around on the ground surface uh, with sand or gravel strip. Uh, Randy, kernel processing is an important uh, procedure to uh, make sure you have efficient digestion of corn starch. Tell us how to achieve a good kernel fracture on on your chopper.
2: Okay, thanks Brian. I'd like to uh, separate this into in the field so as we're chopping to ensure that we are getting good processing and then also coming out of the silo. In the field, I would refer uh, you to the uh, Team Forage uh, website, where there's a really nice publication put together by Kevin Shinners and uh, Brian Holmes from the the BSE department here at Madison. And it really is based on a hydrodynamic or a buoyancy separation of the kernels from the Stover. And essentially, you would take some of that fresh chopped silage, uh, put it in a pail of water, uh, allow that to separate, and then with your hands, taking the stover portion off the top because that floated. And then you can pour out the um, water, and, and you'll find the kernels. And then you can simply look at those kernels, and you would like to have all those kernels broken. Uh, you would prefer to see those either in quarters or one-eighth kernels to ensure good uh, kernel breakage uh, at the time of chopping. Uh, Some people will simply take the silage and kind of separate it out and try to make sure they don't have any whole kernels, but I find this uh, water separation or flotation procedure to really be very effective uh, on a fresh chopped sample And and it can Uh, allow you to then uh, either chop finer or simply tighten down the rolls and and make sure you're doing a better job with processing. As we're feeding out the silage from the bunker then we have a laboratory procedure where we can take the sample send it into a commercial testing lab and they will run a kernel processing score. Uh, A score or an index above 70 would, would indicate excellent processing and high starch digestibility a score or index less than 50 would would indicate poor processing and would indicate that we may need to feed more grain uh, to try to to get better performance. So those are really the two methods in the field, kind of a hydrodynamic uh, separation uh, to to really uh, look at at kernel breakage, and then coming out of the silo, we can do more of a quantitative assessment. So with that, I'd like to uh, uh, refer to to John Shutsky and have him uh, bring in some of the uh, safety uh, issues related to the harvest.
0: All right, thank you, Randy. When you're putting up silage into any kind of structure, it is—it's a complicated job and it's also potentially pretty dangerous. We can't cover everything like with sa- all of Ag Safety in a short time, so I want to point you to a website www.agsafety.info. I'll highlight just a couple things here. Uh, first, one th- first thing I want to talk about is silo gas. Silo gas also is known as nitrogen dioxide. It's a really crucial part of making silage. It's natural. We start to see this gas just about maybe 6 to 12 to 18 hours after a silo has been freshly filled and that could include not only a tower silo but a bunker or a bag as well. After it's produced it generally let, hangs around for about two to three weeks Depending on the conditions. And um, the biggest problem is when you find silo gas in a confined space, especially in a tower silo. Silo gas is irritating. Even a few breaths can cause serious health problems. So we really do encourage people to avoid silo gas, especially during that initial three week window. Treat a tower silo, especially as a confined space, ventilate it thoroughly, generally with a blower and get other types of information that you might need especially if you have hired workers entering a confined space incorrectly can have deadly consequences There are some other hazards that I want to talk about one is connected to tractor rollovers that happen every season while people are packing bunkers and piles it's critical first of all to make sure that you're working with the right tractor the right tractor obviously has a rollover protective structure and a seat belt a wide front end on a tractor that you're using for packing is also an absolute necessity. Uh, front wheel and front wheel assist tractors can provide extra stability and traction for packing and duals are also used very commonly and they can increase stability as well as appropriately placed weights. When you're packing a silo make sure that you back up any slope or at least that's strongly preferred to increase your stability and your control. On slopes as you fill a bunker make sure that your packing surfaces are not too steep we generally talk about a safe slope being about a three to one slope or something even less steep than that so if you have a pile or a a bunker that's 20 feet high or 18 feet high but let's just use 20 to make the math easy you need a horizontal direction run of about 60 feet or about 20 times 3 to achieve that safe slope anything less than that you run a great chance of rolling over a tractor there are several other precautions to take with your employees and family members who might be working with you at this time some of them are making sure to hire only experienced people and make sure that they know how to operate the equipment require equipment operators to remain inside their vehicles to avoid being run over and certainly you want to make sure to keep children and visitors out of the work zone thank you to our wonderful panel today